Hello, and welcome to a very special bonus episode. Our first bonus episode of Capes and Junk. Michael, did we agree on what we're going to call it? Is it free episode day? Are we calling it that? Is that what yeah, we're... We'll, we'll go with that. Yeah, free episode day, everyone. Welcome to the very first free episode day. I'm your host, John Lucero. Joining me is Michael Hughes. As always, Michael, say hello to the people. We're, we're totally not flying by the seat of our pants here. Yeah. It's, we uh, we have this. This is a science. We've got it ironed out. We know exactly what we're doing. Don't worry yes. about it. So free episode day. If anyone is familiar with how with with comics, they might have heard of free comic book day every May. Correct, Michael is when it's when it May I, like. I sounds right. I think it's like May fourteenth or something like that. Um, it's it's spring. Yeah, and every year, uh, there a bunch of free issues of comic books are are or uh, available to take from your local comic book shops. And I don't know if the, I'm sure maybe do the online services do it too, but they do. I feel like they probably do. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, I think so because that, uh, the Spider-Man two tie in comic was a free comic book day and it was on, I think it's on the app, the Marvel unlimited. I read it yeah. somewhere. I feel like they probably do that at this point. Um, digital because digital stuff is just so ubiquitous in everything we do. Um, so yeah, that's what, so that's why we're doing free episode days here and there when we, when we, uh, feel like, uh, something generally when we feel like there's a, a topic, a big enough topic worth covering. And then also when we can just chat about stuff that we've been doing uh, that might not necessarily have to be comic, comic book related. Yeah. We were talking for about 10 minutes and John's like, I should probably just hit record and we can just keep doing this. Yeah. That's kind of what it is. It's, this will be very loose. Um, we for this episode, our bit, our main thing we wanted to talk about was uh, Blue Beetle, the movie that just came out um, a few days before the before the recording of this. And Michael and I have both seen it uh, over the week over the, its release weekend, and I think we are both pretty positive on it overall, Michael. Yeah, I, saying that, I'd, I'd say so. Yeah, it's uh, so it it followed the so we. If you've been following the show for the past two months, we've been doing it. One month, we've been doing it. Whatever it is at this point, uh, you might know that the second episode we covered Blue Beetle's entire history, and uh, something we had no prior knowledge knowledge of, and that actually helped a lot. Let me t- let me <laughs> yeah, tell you, right. <laughs> it's uh, there like there were several names that if I had not if we had not done that, I would it would all gone over my head. Um, we should uh we should establish right up front here. Are we going to get into spoiler territory for the movie? Or do we keep uh, it kind of ambiguous? Because hmm. the, the listeners want to know just in case they haven't yeah. seen it. Yeah, I think I think I think we can probably avoid big spoilers. Maybe uh, we can, and if we feel like we need to talk about it, we can we can highlight that and say we we're going to talk about it. Um, okay, that works. Yeah, what do you what do you think? Uh, or I mean, I I'm fine with spoiling it on it also if it's like it's to do to do a true review since we've both seen it. You know what? Yeah, actually, yeah we've both seen it. It's with <laughs> to, uh, we have to talk. We have to be able to talk openly about everything. So yeah, I mean, it's in the seen, title of this episode. So yeah, so if you haven't seen it yet uh, and you plan on seeing it, uh, I recommend probably uh, skipping past our Blue Beetle segment, mm-hmm. um, which and is f- future John put it in the show notes. Yeah. So future future John will definitely do that. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, Blue Beetle. So it follows Jaime uh, Reyes, 
he uh, who is the most recent um, Blue Beetle character, and it sort of it's it kind of has some tie-ins to the comic that I read. Uh, oh yeah, that that takes place more in Texas, um, El pa- I think El Paso, if I remember right. Uh, so that that's a slight difference. This one takes place in uh, Palmera City. Uh, fictional, a fictional city would DC is all fictional cities. They never use actual city names in DC. Mm-hmm. Um, it's basically my, it's basically DC Miami. And, um, yeah, if, if we follow Jaime as he, comes, he gets back from college and gets tangled up in a, uh, of course, superhero, uh, uh, conspiracy gets the, gets the titular blue beetle scarab and become a blue beetle. Um, I think, and I do. I, what do you what do you think of Jaime, Michael, as a of, of solo Maraduenas? Um, he's a uh, he's pretty likable. He's not like overbear because this is an origin story more than absolutely anything else. And honestly, it's been long enough for since we've had a bunch of origin movies that I was ready for a new one because they always have lower stakes. It seems like and that. I would rather have lower stakes than the universe is in danger, whatever. Yeah. Uh, so Jaime is likable. He's obviously very excitable about all this stuff, but it never feels over the top. Like, oh my God, stop screaming just because you have this thing embedded in your back or whatever. Jeez. Yeah, I felt like it avoided going like... Well, that just happened every time something, every time he did something <laughs> new, Blue Beetle-ish, which I, mm-hmm. very, I'm very tired of. It definitely, they definitely, there, there is some of that for sure. I think it's pretty minimal when it comes to based on by some superhero movie like uh, levels. It's probably like a two or a three out of ten. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, they uh, they leave a lot of that to George Lopez's character, Uncle Rudy, who is he steals just about every scene he's in. Yeah, yeah. So I think so. I think the the strongest aspect of this movie was the was uh, Jaime's family and mm-hmm. the, the Reyes family and uh my wife who is Latina was uh was actually pretty was pretty happy with uh, the portrayal of the with the way they portrayed the family they um they definitely avoided a lot uh getting too stereo like there is some stuff that bordered on stereotyping but they they did it in a way that um I think was still respectful and mm-hmm. uh, my wife commended them for like not really pulling any punches on how people of color are often treated from, you know, commoners or whatever. Yes, the uh, there's a there's a uh, probably the most probably the best scene in the movie. Not necessarily the most exci- happiest scene in the movie, but the the, be- the most well done scene in the movie is a police raid on their uh, Reyes household. And mm-hmm. uh, they, yeah, they they don't. I don't think there's a really many moments that are played for laughs, which is a big issue with superhero movies these days. Is where serious stuff uh, gets um, uh, short thrift by a cheap by a cheap joke. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Looking yeah. at you, Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> well, okay, here's the thing about Thor. Thor Ragnarok is the first one. Well, I was pretty down on Marvel movies from about Age of Ultron to probably Ragnarok, honestly. Um, but then I think Ragnarok is the one that I because that one is literally a comedy. Like it's trying. Yeah, to be a comedy. right. You you have to go in expecting yeah, it to yeah. be a comedy. Yeah, well, and, I, and I respect that about it. That it's like I, the the ones that are anno- more annoying to me are the ones that aren't, but they have they feel like they need to inject it in every scene. Oh, um, Guardians too. Yeah, Guardians too. I don't hate it as much as you do, but 
as someone who literally just watched the first one the night before with my wife she had never seen it we watched it last night the night before nice. recording this and uh, that movie's great it's really it's one of the better marvel movies it's such a it's i'm a big fan of james gunn's style um and his on his ensemble his misfit ensembles mm-hmm. uh, but yeah two is really two suffers a lot from uh just re- rehashing a lot of the same jokes over and over yeah. um the third one which i watched pretty recently too for the first, uh finally is much better than two um, yeah that's what i've heard yeah uh anyway back to blue beetle <laughs> yeah i kind of derailed you yeah yeah so uh yeah so the scene where they get rated uh uh big pretty big spoiler um coming for this one uh his jaime's father uh gets uh, killed in the raid i do think that's that's the my, my wife brought this up is that the they brought this scene the, they did pull a bit back uh in terms of punches on the scene because i mean the the police officer does shove him to the ground and he has a pre-existing heart condition um mm-hmm. but they don't he there's not he's not directly killed by the police in any way so they they um yeah they don't quite go all the way with it but uh he does die during the raid and the way they handle his death, I think, is really well done. They, I think, the the grandma character, who some of some of the things that played for laughs, I kind of roll mm-hmm. I roll my eyes at a bit, but I think her as the her matriarchal arc of it was really was really well done. Um, yeah, that scene yeah. after Alberto, uh, Alberto, is that his name? Sounds so, right. Yeah, it's where it went, so that must be it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Jaime's dead after he passes away, and she basically bolsters the family. Said, "This is not the time to cry. This is the time to fight." Yeah. really emotional that that whole string from the start of the raid to basically the end of the movies is a big emotion fest yeah kind of band, awesome yeah and the, it really if you're if you love like tight-knit family stuff in movies yeah, i think you're gonna love that that whole uh, that whole arc of the movie um for sure and uh also you mean you mentioned george lopez and i and i feel like we brushed over he is fantastic in this movie i was a little <laughs> concerned uh that he would his character would just be very uh, very annoying you know and all yeah and, it, it, uh, and his first couple scene is just like him yelling and like, oh man look at all these assholes yeah. like oh man but he has some incredible physical comedy bits in this movie too like when mm-hmm. he like when his car gets stolen or his truck gets stolen and he like the taco yeah, and he passes out and like falls into the wall. It's like it's such a it's it's just some really good physical comedy. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so that yeah, he was great. Um, the sis- the sister's great. The mom's great. Yeah, they all it's uh, they're all believable as a family too. Um, I think the only character that didn't work for me was uh, the love interest. What's her name? Um, Jenny. Jenny. I think uh, she was pretty pretty one note throughout. I don't know. What do you what do you think? Yeah. And they tried to shoehorn in like the, the first kiss pretty a little too quick. Even my wife looked at me. She's like, really? Yeah. And of course, uh, they they gets broken off real quick, but. I, it's fine. Like you pretty much have to have a love interest these days, which kind of sucks, but it's the way these movies are the formula. Yeah. Also, I'm just really tired of the like the interrupted kiss moment in movies. <laughs> yeah, it's right. So, it's so annoying. How, how often does that happen to people? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so, yeah, the love story aspect didn't work. I'll say the uh, see, something else that didn't work. I mean, the action's pretty, the action's pretty good. Uh, throughout. Oh, yeah, it is. It's, um, 
you can I think you can definitely tell at times that this movie was and originally going to be straight to HBO Max movie. I don't know if you knew that, Michael, but it was originally. Oh no. So I think it has some um, some of the budgeting in it. it can def- definitely, and it's, it doesn't it never. Lo- I don't think it ever looks bad, but it, some of the, some of the like lighting and some of that, I I noticed it could you could definitely see it was originally not f- huh? fully intended for theaters. Uh, they spent a lot of money on that CG suit for it to be straight yeah. to streaming. Yeah, and also the practical suit looks really good. Uh, yeah, really, it does. Really happy with the design. You know, uh, the the the. Uh, Pincer tentacles, pincer tentacles, pincer like arms on his shoulder were the only thing that were a little like um, um, just kind of weird that they had to be. Uh, I know it's part of, it's part of the costume, but uh, yeah. they, they're they're a little weird in, in when you in not a like hand drawn uh, when they're not hand drawn. Uh, yeah, and then the villains, uh, Susan Sarandon, um, chewed some scenery for sure. She is definitely oh, man. definitely a despicable villain. Yep, through and through, uh, they do get, and then Carapax gets, uh, who has a has the only like out of the villains, he definitely is the only one that gets an arc. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and his they do have, they have a pretty big exposition dump for his background uh, towards the end of the movie, and uh, my, uh, it's pretty effective too. It's uh, it's very very real thing. They even mention um, the uh, the school of the Americas. Where they used to train child soldiers and stuff like that, and in the U.S. would. So the even the fact that they mentioned that in a in a, um, a superhero movie is uh, commendable. I would say it's 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 literally just like a flash. Uh, you see the name of that, and that's it. But mm-hmm. it's still in there. Uh, so yeah, he. But he definitely he Carapax also suffers from you know he's. He's the he's the hero, but but bad syndrome. Yeah, right. So, yeah. The, the same powers as the hero. Yeah, he's uh, it's very he's very it's very much you know Iron Man one, um, <laughs> uh, Ant Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah Obadiah Stain. Obadiah, yeah, Obadiah, yeah Stain. Um, yeah, Ant Man, and uh, yeah, and it's it, and it fits because those this is those are the analogs I would say to this movie in the in. Marvel pretty clearly. Mm-hmm. Uh, Blue Beetle is probably he's more, he's more Iron Man, but I think he's on Ant Man's level as a character. You so. definitely get some Spider Man Homecoming with him talking to the the suit. God, I can't remember the thing's name that he calls it. Uh, uh, Kajida is the name. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, where he's got like a, a big suit lady kind of things. Like, hey, how, how does this work? And yeah, no, it's that, yeah. It, Go ahead. It's fine. Like even the suit gets an arc to a degree where it keeps trying to kill Carapax early on, and Jaime's like, "No, I'm not a killer." And then by the end of the movie, Jaime's had enough. He's going to take this guy out, and the suit's like, "No, we're not killers." And even it starts speaking Spanish towards the end, which I thought was a cool touch. Yeah, I do agree. I I'm on the other end of that. I do think the the suit could have got more like. Um, time to like establish itself as more than just like in a, it's because it's not an AI, it's an alien, it's like an alien, so right? It's uh, and it, it is more um, 
it's more symbiote than yeah it's and in the comics it's much more expressive and it's it's also more, much clearer that it's it's a weapon of like a war and it uh by the way it like reacts to things so i think they kind of rushed through that aspect of it but you know it's a two-hour movie what are you what are you gonna do yeah <laughs> you can't. yeah they can't all be spider-man 3 <laughs> they can't all be spider-man 3 uh they put it on the back of the box <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, like, see, the suit's good, the action's good. I'm trying to think of uh, anything else worth mentioning. Uh, uh, do, you any, do, you have, do you have any favorite scenes? I think mine was, I, I hate to say that, the, the raid scene, I think, is the my, my favorite scene. Um, it's pretty powerful. Yeah, the, the, the music is pretty good, pretty good throughout. Um, very uh, culturally relevant. My, mm-hmm. uh, my wife is definitely happy to hear a few of the songs that came up. Um, I did uh, think my, the go ahead. Sorry, I was just saying my favorite thing was towards the beginning. Uh, Victor, uh, Victoria, Susan Strand's character. Yeah, Victoria Cord. I want to say. Yeah, Vicky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, she's talking to the the scientist guy that she keeps calling Sanchez at the beginning. He calls her Miss Cord, and I turned to my wife and said, "Did he say Cord?" She's like, "I don't know. Could have been." I said, "Like Ted Cord," and she's like turned to me with wide-eyed and her mouth open because she had just listened to her Blue Beetle episode that morning, so she had this, like, primer going in, and I told John after the movie, I said, I'm so goddamn glad we did that episode, because man, did it help. Yeah, I had a very similar, like, I didn't, like, go wide-mouthed or anything, but I definitely was like, did did I just say cord? Yeah, so, and and the, uh, the the love interest, Jenny, Jenny, right? Yeah, I keep forgetting her fucking name. Um, <laughs> uh, she is Ted Cord's daughter, and everyone believes Ted Cord is dead or has been missing at least. Um, and that is the big, the big, the post credit stinger is that Ted mm-hmm. Cord is not dead, and he he needs help, which is uh, kind of based around the more the slightly more recent Jaime run, I think, when he's trained by Ted Cord. Unless it could happen in the, I didn't finish the 2006 one, but. Cool to see Ted Cord's base. The original who's had used the name blue beetle before. Cause, uh, uncle Rudy knew who it was. And then we actually see the, the old blue beetle suit and the lair and the bug. Yes. The bug, which is so, uh, still very funny to me. It's called the bug. Uh, it makes sense because it's, it's, it's a bug um and oh. yeah I, I did like the bits with the costume with like saying he's basically batman with a sense of humor this is like mm-hmm. uh, his whole uh character concept uh i did i also appreciate i did really appreciate that they like that people they really recognized him i think that i thought that was a really good touch too that it, they acknowledging that there have been heroes prior to uh, mm-hmm. Like these Man of Steel's and uh, your Bruce, your Ben, Ben Affleck Batman's in this <laughs> universe. Um, yeah, so that was that was good. Yeah, even Jaime went to uh, went to Gotham College, uh, the Gotham, yeah, Law, Gotham to, Law to study yeah. law. Yeah, uh, apparently they have terrible tacos in Gotham because he was very happy to get, <laughs> to get to get some new some new tacos. So that's that is now canon that Gotham has terrible tacos. Uh, <laughs> Not authentic tacos, anyway. Yeah, not authentic. Those tacos did look very good. Um, that whole scene of Rudy 
driving the bug and just taking out those swarms of guards was pretty fantastic. He stepped good. on the one guy. That guy was yeah, very that was dead. gnarly. That was like, <laughs> I was like, damn. Uh, yeah, I did the, um, what, what song? I'm trying to remember what song they went with. I wasn't a big fan of the song choice. I, I thought oh. they could have, um, it's not, I, I'm not like, a, not like a, it's Motley Crue. It was Motley Crue. It was, um, yeah. God, what the hell was it? Uh, it's um, it's that's like the Motley Crue song. Everyone, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, and that's fine. And, and I get it because it's Rudy, and that's like his his thing. But uh, kickstart my heart. Yeah, kickstart my heart. It was a little, it was a little too like, typical, like stereotypical, um, like for these for these movies at this point. Uh, yeah, but, you gotta have one in there somewhere. Yeah, and he does he does fart on them to cloak himself. And that was <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Deploying bug fart. Yeah, that was, that was stupid. <laughs> that was very silly. <laughs> it's yeah, Ted Gore, though. Yeah, and then they, Ted Gore's got the goofy equipment, like his like his fucking giant fist, which I really oh, like. Oh, was red. Yeah, the giant fist is pretty good. It's so stupid. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, I think that's kind of like everything, right? It's, uh, it was good. It was good. And mm-hmm. I, it's... It's the last one. It's the second to last one before James Gunn officially like his stuff officially picks up uh, the last movies. Uh, that was because it's this one and Aquaman 2 were the last ones in production prior mm-hmm. to that. And I do think this one, this one definitely, I think Blue Beetle will carry on through to the 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 next the next stage of the DC stuff. I and, don't know that it did super well for opening weekend. I saw it. Damn, I saw it compared to something else, and I was like, "Wow, that movie gained got more money than it." And I can't remember what it was. No, I thought I saw it. It was it hit number one this weekend, actually. Um, really? Yeah, like the first movie, the first new movie since Barbie that came out. I want to say. Um, oh yeah, Blue Beetle tops Barbie. Okay, I don't know what I saw then, but apparently it was a. Yeah, it I think was... it, I think it's doing all right. It's uh, it's reviewing pretty well too. It's in the I think it's in the high seventies on Rotten Tomatoes right now, which is which is pretty pretty solid for a DC movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah. Uh, I don't think it's gonna blow blow anyone away. I just it's uh, I just think it's a good time, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, it's a it's a good way to introduce a really obscure character. It's I think I I think it's on par with like the first Ant Man movie. I think in terms of like uh, quality. Yeah. Um, uh, I, which I, I do like the first Ant. I know you you're a bigger Ant Man guy than I am. At least the movie. I know you like the second one a lot. I actually don't remember how you feel about the first one. But uh, yeah, first first one's alright. Yeah, I think it's I think it's on par with that. I saw some people. I saw some like takes that this was DC's Iron Man moment, and I wouldn't go that far. I would not nah. say this is this is up there with Iron Man. Um, I, I will say that if you're sick of the MCU schlock, this one's kind of a fun return to form. Yeah, it does. It does feel it, it at least has some some distinctness to it. Um, a lot of a lot of blues, a lot of purples, a he- very a lot of synth. Oh, yeah. a lot of synth in the soundtrack. A whole lot of synth, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> which I like. I do like synth. Um, there was a metal uh, uh, Mortal Kombat reference that I figured you'd yeah, appreciate. There was there was a get over here. <laughs> That's <laughs> so good. Yeah, it makes uh, Cloud's booster sword at one point, which is in yeah. the trailers, and they like directly said they took inspiration from Mega Man for the blasters. I'm like, that's so cool. Yeah. I did like when he's like, I can make whatever I want. And he makes a buster sword. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, of course. Sure. It's like, you see earlier in the, 
in his room, there's a an Xbox One controller on his nightstand, so he's definitely a a, a gamer of some sort. Yeah. Uh, I like to I like to see his room again to see. I, I I know I saw an Easter egg or two. And I don't remember them. Yeah, there yeah. wasn't like a whole lot that jumped out. I mean, we mentioned the Gotham hoodie. Uh, they mentioned Batman, Superman, and the Flash. Mm-hmm. There's just not not a whole whole lot. Yeah. And so yeah, it's it's uh it's it's a it's I would put it. Um, either third or fourth in my DC movie rankings, personally. Uh, I'd go The Suicide Squad, Wonder Woman, and then either this or Justice League. Zack Snyder's Justice League, I should say. <laughs> I gotta say that now. Um, I like the original cut. It's fine. It's uh, I, it, I also thought it was fine, uh, but I think Zack Snyder's is much better. Um, I should I should get around to carving out four hours for that someday. Yeah, it's it I it did use its time pretty well. I'll say for how long it is. It was, okay. yeah. So it's not it. It actually it doesn't feel as long as Spider Man Three did. <laughs> so I'll say, it's, uh, and it's twice. We'll talk as long. about that a bit later. Yeah. yeah. Uh, by the time you when you hear this, you you will not have probably heard that. But uh, <laughs> look forward to that. Uh, so yeah, that's kind of that's Blue Beetle. Uh, Michael, do we have a do we have a rating system on this show for anything? We have a. I don't have, think so. Yeah. We'd steal uh, the fuse. You should fuse it if you're a Fire Escape fan. Uh, <laughs> they don't use it, it anymore. It definitely gets the Cape and Junk seal of approval from this movie for sure. Uh, I think it's like a strong uh, seven point five out of ten. I think seven from five to eight out of ten. Yeah, it's think? definitely up there. Yeah, like a. Man, that action is it's a lot of fun. Yeah. It it borders on overpowered superhero, so it's boring, but I'm I'm into that. Like Yeah, it's yeah. I it's it's a main it's a vehicle to introduce you to the Reyes family and Blue Beetle as a character, and I think it succeeds in that. It's mm-hmm. uh I I do think the next one will need to find a better villain. Uh or at least a um give the villain give give a little more time to the villain which uh which is well, you know what sequels to do so mm-hmm. uh if they do end, end, up, end up with a sequel which i think they will oh so. man susan sarandon went out uh it's pretty gruesome like it's off camera but yeah it's Oof. yeah there yeah it's definitely it's definitely pretty violent uh even though blue beetle himself does never kills people mm-hmm. <laughs> only george lopez kills people <laughs> actually, Boy, every, does he. actually half of rudy's family uh, half of jaime's family kills people but he doesn't oh yeah. Nan- yeah nana i love that scene where she's like they're standing in the hallway and they hear the guards come in she's like pushes him behind her it's like yeah. i got this yeah that was, the pushing him behind i did like the pushing him behind her i also liked <laughs> i also liked the cultural touch of him of her waking him up with vick's vapor rub because that's the cure for everything unless you didn't know that <laughs> nope didn't know that yeah that's like a whole thing that's like a whole thing where <laughs> they uh the older generation cured everything with vick's vapor rub um, <laughs> awesome yeah, there's a lot of little good little touches too, like when they're uh, at the table and having a big discussion, and uh, he like the the dad pulls out a tortilla to eat the snack while they're um, while they're talking, <laughs> and then awesome, yeah. Uh, oh, I didn't even. Uh, also, one last thing I want to talk about: this movie does have some serious body horror in, which I was curious if they would actually do it or not, and they totally do. Yeah, it's not, <laughs> yeah. not a whole whole lot. Yeah, 
yes. basically when either characters, either Jaime or the, the villain, whenever their suit activates, it's uh, pretty, uh, it can be gruesome. Yeah, and then it's also like lodged in his spine, and it can, you can see it sticking out of his back also. So that's a whole thing. But uh, yeah, oh, yeah, which yeah, is, which is to, which is what is is accurate to the comics. So I was I appreciated that they did that, even though it was gross. Um, and he he burns through so many clothes in this movie. Oh yes, he's he's naked a lot in this movie. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's uh, uh. the beetle. Um, now uh, we, have a, we have a few other things we can talk. We wanted to talk about. Before we move on from Blue, before we move on from Blue Beetle, I want to ask you about a trailer that uh, showed oh, yes. up. At least, in did you have a trailer for the a Hunting in Venice? I don't remember if I did for this movie, but I have before. I have seen a trailer. Okay. Yeah. It, for uh, uh, for those who don't know, it's the new the third Agatha Christie like high budget movie after Murder on the Orient Express and Death on the Nile. And this one's a retelling of a book she has called Halloween Party. And it lean, seems like it leans really hard into the supernatural angle of things. I'm, I'm kind of curious. I'm not a horror movie guy. They kind of it's kind of like on level of what was that X-Men movie? New Mutants? Yeah, New Mutants. I haven't watched. I haven't seen that. Or it's, it, it's I haven't seen either. I just know that it it looks supernatural, but it's kind of not. I think that's how this is going to go. I think everything's going to have like a Scooby-Doo practical explanation. It's the only reason I'm really interested in it. I do like Agatha Christie's stuff. Yeah, it looked anyway. interesting. I think I would, I got more interested when I thought they, were, they actually might be leaning into a supernatural angle to it. That was kind of... Yeah. Um, I mean, it's possible. Yeah, but... I do need to... Speak, speaking of horror movies, I need to watch Talk to Me, which I've heard nothing but incredible positive buzz about, which came out recently. Yeah. Uh, that does not sound like the, the title of a horror movie. That sounds like a a, a 90s rom-com or something. Yeah, talk to me. It's uh, uh yeah, the whole the whole concept is talking to the dead. Um through like a like a like a séance ritual sort of deal. Um but yeah, super super positive buzz on that one. I want to see that. Uh <laughs> But yeah, The Haunting of Venice is I'm curious about that one. There's that one and then there's the 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 opposite the other spectrum of the weird horror movies is the last voyage of the Demeter, the Demeter, <laughs> which is Dracula on a boat. Uh, yep. which is just a I really wish they had called just called it Dracula on a boat. I think that movie would have yep. done really well if they did that. Um My favorite thing to come out of that movie is the Symphony of the Night, Dracula with the text box just saying the lyrics to Lonely Island's I'm on a boat. <laughs> Yeah, I, Fantastic. I, one of my favorites, as always, uh, that movie, the title translated to German, which is Die Dracula Boten. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that was good. Nice. Uh, I guess keeping on the movie saying, Michael, you did see the new TMNT um, Mutant, Mutant Mayhem. Mayhem. Yeah. I did. My wife really liked it. I thought it was fine. I definitely was not as hot on it as a lot of the Internet seems to be. Yeah, it's getting but then, a, quite a bit, quite a bit of positive buzz. Yeah, I tend to like the the ones, the, especially Turtles. I tend to like all the ones that everyone kind of poo-poos on. Like, I really like Out of the Shadows, the second Michael Bay one. And, well, whatever. Yeah, it's fine. Like, yeah. what do you? So I haven't seen out of the. I haven't seen either Michael Bay uh, tur- turtle movie. Actually, I've seen very few turtle movies because I'm not yeah. really a turtle guy. Um, uh, what is it about? What are you looking for in a turtles movie, and why did this? What did this one not deliver for you? 
That is a fair question. Um, I don't, I don't know. Like it, it's definitely aimed towards younger audiences, but that's not really an excuse because everyone else loves it. So I yeah, don't know I mean, why it didn't. Go ahead. Sorry, I'm putting you off. I, I, I don't know why it hit di- different with me than than everyone else. I just the message is kind of cool to like accept yourself and whatever. But I don't know. Is it the humor that does it not, does it not work for you in this movie, or is it like is that there? Is some of that because, like, every other line out of the turtles' mouths is a pop culture reference. They reference a lot of movies. They reference video games. There's a point where Donatello is driving, and they're like, oh, who knew you were a good driver? And he's like, oh, yeah, all that time playing Forza Horizon 4 is really paying off. It's like, hey, yeah, okay. Is it, like... Ready Player One levels of pop culture reference, or is it... <laughs> <laughs> never go full Ready Player One. <laughs> yeah, never do that. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I'm curious about it just because of all the positivity around it. I think the animation looks really good. Um, it, I, and also you're saying because it skews younger, but I, I know, I know you definitely. That's never really hindered your enjoyment of stuff. Uh, True. Yeah. Stuff, so. Um, Maybe maybe I can watch it eventually and try and figure out why you didn't like it. See if, <laughs> see if I can see if I can uh, figure it out. Deduce the reasoning. Um, yeah, it's got I a like... pretty, it's got a stacked cast. I'll give them that. Like Jackie Chan is Splinter. Oh, cool. Yeah, John Cena, Paul Rudd, Ice Cube is the villain. <laughs> so. good. Uh, all right. So that's that's kind of our uh, our movie watching uh, our, our our comic book movie watching at least. Uh, so another the the other sh- another show we've been watching uh t- s- together and we'll be talking about in more in, more in depth in the very near future when it when it when it concludes its current season <laughs> is uh My Adventures of Superman HB uh, the new HBO Max series. Uh, it's just it's just Max now. Oh, sorry, just... yes, Max. I can't wait till Peacock is just cock. Um... <laughs> Excellent, good, yeah. good joke. I approve. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Sorry, the new Max series, uh, which is so stupid. Why? Why would you ruin your branding? Hey, whatever. I'm not. Uh... Yeah. Why would you change? Well, they should just call it X. Yeah. That's that's not stupid. <laughs> um. <laughs> Anyway, yes, it's a new, the new uh, animated series, um, and it's a believe a ten episode season from what we understand. We've got yeah. eight so far. Uh, the ninth will be coming out this week. The week you'll be hearing this, um, and we're both pretty, pretty, pretty hot on it. I think Michael was a bit higher on it than I was initially. Uh, it's very because it's it, it is it's super lighthearted, and that's great. Uh, but I think they started adding a lot of meat into the show that I didn't expect them to add so so quickly. Mm-hmm. It's definitely uh, picking up like yeah. the the heavy the heaviness. Uh, yeah. So let me just immediately contradict myself and say that I love this because it has such a light tone and it definitely skews towards a younger audience. Yeah, that's that's what I was thinking. <laughs> that's one of the things I was thinking of when I mentioned uh, when I mentioned that earlier that you do tend you do, that does never hinder you from liking it. Um, yeah, it's very it's very it's I think it's the best part of this show is the Clark and Lois relationship. I think yep. it's it's incredibly cute. It's well done. Uh, they don't... I think it moves at a natural pace of for a human relationship as opposed to um, comic books and sh- shows and movies dragging that stuff out. Um, 
to annoying to annoying levels. And then uh, you yeah. gotta you gotta find that balance because you don't want the Jaime Jenny trying to get there too fast either. Yeah, and I I think I think it works. Uh, there's like they actually like there's like natural flirting and all that. Uh, and I don't we aren't gonna get too in depth with it. We will be talking like I said we'll be talking about it as a complete as a complete season pretty soon. Um, but it's yeah it's building towards its finale right now. Task Force X has uh, been unveiled. Um, a very unique Task Force X, uh, mm-hmm. ba- made of Superman villains uh, and Deathstroke. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, we get, yeah, and Walt, Amanda Waller is there. Uh, they've referenced multiple different uh, outside uh, super outs- DC stuff outside mm-hmm. of Superman. So they're definitely it's it's pretty it's it's bigger than I thought it was going to be. I, it was um, yeah, mm-hmm. so. As much as I've kind of shit on cinematic universes, I wouldn't mind seeing them open up into other heroes. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's same thing. Like like I'm I'm also getting pretty tired of the multiverse and the connected universe stuff. But I'm also like interested to see their takes on all that. They've had really they have their own unique style with everything. Mm -hmm. So, like even the Uh, villains are all tech based. Even the more super meta human like Livewire is one of the first villains you see and she's not just she doesn't just have electrical power she's got a device that gives that to her mm-hmm. and uh the it's also heavily anime inspired as well mm-hmm. uh, in, in the art and the the animation and the and the action so that's been uh that's fun oh that is one good thing i'll say about mutant mayhem is that art style is fantastic like there's smoke from explosions and stuff and they're just like little squiggly lines i thought was kind of cool touch you don't really see that kind of stuff in a lot of even kids movies yeah it it looks good i i think i will probably uh go out and see it on my own and uh so i can give my own my own thoughts on it uh whenever we uh reconvene for another free episode day which <laughs> which will not be far from now no a couple not. weeks yeah, so I think we can uh, move on from Superman. Do you have anything you want to say about Superman in particular, Michael? No, nah. nah, yeah, we're going to do that whole... Yeah. yeah. yeah was... Spoilers. Uh, the next one, here in yeah. two weeks, when that show ends, we'll be talking about it again. Yeah, when, when they uh, when they conclude their season one. And I'm very I'm very interested to see where they leave off on the season. I think there's um, a lot of possibilities, which is exciting. Um, yep. And then we can spoil the hell out of it on that show. Yeah. Uh, so, yes, absolutely. Whenever you, if you have not watched that season, the season before you listen to that, you should probably uh, correct yourself because um, <laughs> it's some quality superhero shows. It's a it's a very quality superhero show. Um, all right, that's kind of like superhero stuff, Michael. Uh, we also play video games. Uh, I don't know if you, <laughs> if, boy, if, do we? Yeah, as a, as members of Games and Junk, the website, um, we also love video games uh, as much, if not more, than comic book stuff, which. So, uh, what have you what have you been playing, Michael? I finished a game I know that you are super hot on. Not super hot. That would have been a good segue. Right, super, uh, hot, super hot is good. Especially it VR is a fun one. game. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I finished Final Fantasy VII Remake for the first time. Yes, I love... I, love, I As someone who's never played... Well, other than the demo of Final Fantasy VII on like one of those... It might have been a Pizza Hut demo disc. It was, I definitely had a demo disc with that I played the opening reactor mission on so many times. Um, but yeah, someone who's never played seven, I love seven remake. <laughs> so, what'd you think? 
I played the original seven uh, two years ago now, I think, and I ended up really liking it like a whole whole lot. The material system is is exactly my kind of jam that I could go out, take out the materia, and then figure out how to combine all that shit to make my characters overpowered. It's exactly what I want in an RPG. Uh, Seven Remake was fine. I think mm-hmm. as it's like getting older, I'm finding I prefer turn-based to versus action RPGs, and I think you might be the other way around. Um, I... Uh, I think, I mean, as I get older too, I'm definitely, I definitely have more patience for turn-based stuff and I'm enjoying that a lot more as I'm old, as in my, than I was, if anyone's been listening to, uh, to me talking to the podcast, uh, when I first started, I definitely am much more open and enjoy turn-based stuff, but I also love me some action and, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Seven Remake obviously is, uh, a very, a very actiony take on the original Seven. And I do think it is an incredibly, incredible um, uh, translation of Seven into action. Mm-hmm. I think they really capture every, from what I understand. Again, I haven't, I've not really played Seven, but everything I understand, they really like translated every, all the aspects of it into an action game, for, uh, pretty damn well. It's uh, yeah, it, it ha- definitely yeah. shells out the characters like tenfold. They they have so much more personality, probably just from having a voice and having that like yeah. I- idle chit chat as you're running around. Cloud's deadpan snark is, I-, I love it. I need more of that in my life. Yeah, the they really make they really made every character super <clears throat> super likable. Uh, the like the the it's super it's super melodramatic and you know the way Final Fantasy of that uh a certain type is is you know seven and um i know that turned off our uh game junk editor-in-chief jason ariola <laughs> but for me i love the melo i love final fantasy specific brand of melodrama um because and all their these uh uh pretty characters <laughs> pretty mm-hmm. boys and girls um uh, uh t- trying to fight big evil yeah yeah you know i'm a sucker for it um <laughs> i i do and I, I do like i said i love the combat i think it's my favorite of the action final fantasies and i played 15 i've completed 15 and 16 i love 15 i'm, I'm a weirdo i'm the weirdo that loves 15 um it, it's got its fans and uh i still think this one is the best in terms of like keeping the uh, a lot of the tactical aspects of it um and as long and when you really I think the the character switching, the party aspects, um, combining all the different abilities to deal with the stagger meters, I think it, I think it's super satisfying. Um, and I mean, I've, I'm a from software, I'm a from game guy, so you know, <laughs> stagger stagger right. meters don't bother me. <laughs> um, yeah, it's uh, it also looks you know, it looks great. Uh, the, oh yeah, the, the, you know the except I mean the, the some of the environments are rough, but. The uh, the character models I mean, the, and the particles. The whole game takes place underground or whatever in the in Midgar. So I'm definitely curious to see how the outside world's going to look in part two. Yeah, we've seen like five minutes of rebirth so far, <laughs> and uh, I'm I'm looking forward to playing it. I'm uh, uh, I I played through 16 and really 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 liked 16. It has some pacing issues, um, 
but the story's great. The characters are great. The action, the action's pretty, pretty damn good. Even if it's the game's a little too long for the kind of game it is, I think. Uh, so, but yeah, so that I just more wanted to bring it up in that I've just become more of a Final Fantasy fan as the years have gone on. I've discovered that I really just like that series a lot. So I finally decided to start playing some old ones. I played through six for the first time very recently. Oh yeah, yeah. And six is wonderful. Um, a little, a little too old school JRPG for my taste at points. In terms of, <laughs> in terms of like some of the uh, the difficulty spikes are a little like, okay, I should have grinded, I guess. Which I, but like, um, yeah, I'm uh, yeah. I've, I've been kind of replaying it off and on, and I'm on the floating continent, and I kind of have to stop and refuel after every couple of battles because I think I'm just under leveled to some degree. Yeah, it's uh, the first, the first one. Is the se- the second uh, or Kefka's Tower is definitely definitely rougher, but Floating Continent is the first time in the game, and I was like, oh man, okay, <laughs> it's uh, um, but yeah, it's great. It, the story holds up really well for how old it is. Um, even though I knew a lot of the twists and turns already just through osmosis, um, I think it was still really it was still really effective. I think Celeste is the main character, <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> even if she shows up. Uh, however many hours into the game, mm. um, it kind of depends. There's on... ca- cases to be made for several characters on who's the main character in yeah, that one. Yeah, it's a great, it's a great ensemble. Like I mentioned earlier, I love ensembles. Um, yeah, that's a good cast. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's very good, and I'm very happy I finally played through it. Mm-hmm. Now I gotta get you to play seven. Yeah, I think that's probably. I'm I'm thinking about doing them just in, in numerical order. I'm a little concerned about overdoing seven because Rebirth is next year at some point. Um, yeah, that's fair. But I think I, I don't know. We'll see. I'm uh, <laughs> uh, I'm playing another game right now. I, don't, I feel like I've talked. I've talked. I've talked enough. We can get back to me in a bit. Um, <laughs> is there anything? Well, else I guess, yeah, we'll stay on that Final Fantasy train. I'm playing eight for the first time with I using a living guide in the form of my wife, who is her favorite Final Fantasy shows. She's giving me instructions basically, and it's like, hey, you need to go this way. Go up through that place because. This is the old era of pre-rendered backgrounds where it's not always really obvious where you can and can't go. Uh-huh. I love pre-rendered They're... backgrounds too. Oh yeah, they they look great, but yeah. eight, navigating eight, them can be a chore. Is eight the best looking PS1 game? Uh P I mean the the cutscenes are pretty standard for that era of square. Because of the the First cutscene started. I'm like, wow, this is really giving me Parasite E vibes. Uh-huh. So it's just that they're a lot of pre- sex, particular a lot of, a lot of sexual stuff in it. Just a, lot of- <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people on fire. And yeah. God, the game's good. I need to play that again. I've never played it. I've only seen. Oh. I've, seen I've only seen a bit. I've only seen bits and parts of bits and pieces of it. I wouldn't mind playing it. Um, I'd probably I'd- like it played it in 2015. I think after I watched the Game Informer replay for about the third or fourth time. Like, I should probably actually play this game because Kim Wallace is so hot on it. I'm like, as in she's super into it. I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) I knew what you meant, at least. (laughs) (laughs) So I clarify. Never know on the Internet. Uh, Yeah, it's fun. It's been that long since I played it, though. So I wonder how I'd feel about it eight years later. Yeah, I love classic survival horror stuff, so I probably like it. Um, Yeah. Um, you were you're talking about eight? Sorry. Uh, yeah, I don't have a whole lot to say. I'm on the second disc. It's been 
Fun. So I'm playing the remastered, so I have the three times speed, and I can like turn on super mode whenever I want. So I do that, and then just draw all the magic I need, max out everyone, and then then kind of continue on like normal. So it's kind of not quite scratching that materia itch because you draw the magic and then you junction it into your stats or your attack or whatever kind of like you can kind of like you can do with materia mm-hmm. uh, so finding that right combination of what magic boosts what stat the most is fun and I think I'm getting to the point where I can start like really getting some combos going because my favorite thing that I came up with in 7 was I had cover, counter on Tifa and then I had it her attack had it so her attack whenever she did like a normal attack had a chance of inflicting several different debuffs so people would attack the others and then she would counter and then inflict them with poison and darkness mm-hmm. and all this shit and I th- I'm, think I'm getting close to that 8 and that's the, the kind of stuff that I love See, I'm the kind of guy that's like, give me. I just, I just want to do as much damage as possible. I just want, I just, I just want to, of, um, obliterate people in fights. So that's see that that's where I was having trouble with Seven Remake is because I was going into every battle. I'm like, okay, just I mean, just mash attack. Let's, it works for Kingdom Hearts. I can do it here. It's basically the same battle system. And then I was like, oh. John, I'm not using my abilities. <laughs> like, yeah, it's like it's got like, it's got way more depth than Kingdom Hearts does, and uh, it does have some. I don't know if I go that far. I would. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it depends on which Kingdom Hearts you're playing. Yeah, I've I've only played a little of the first one. Um, oh yeah, that's mm, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah I like because I played through the first four chapters and then I put it down for months so when i came back to it like i forgot all the tutorial stuff i didn't realize i was learning abilities from weapons permanently or that using them is how you how you do that so i i wasn't really using abilities i was just (laughs) trying to use magic every now and then and it's not super super effective unless something has a weakness to it yeah you really switching back and forth all the time yeah so then I started kind of poking around with the ATV system. And it wasn't until Aerith got this staff that lets her basically just shoot a laser from it. I was like, oh, oh, shit, I've been missing out. Like, <laughs> And then it, it picked up a bit. I hope yeah, nothing I, bad happens to her. I like her. Yeah, that's the whole thing about 7 Remake is they kind of they took the remake thing very literally. And um, it's like the word the word itself. It's a it's it's called remake for more than just the fact that it's a remake of seven, of sort of part of seven, uh, mm-hmm. which is very interesting because they could go a lot of they can go from where they left off they can literally do whatever they want now, so yeah. uh, that's very very interesting. Yeah, I like Earth a lot. She's fun. Yeah, she's great. Just uh, throwing shade at clouds. Yeah, clouds yeah. like oh these monsters attack the the strongest in the group, and then later on one jumps out of her. She's like, oh, that must be a new breed. He's like, how do you figure that? And she says, it attacked the strongest member first. Or no, he says they attack the weak, the weakest member. Oh. And then, yeah, it attacks her, and she's like, oh, it attacks the strongest member first that time. Yeah, she, like nice, she nice cloud the whole time. 
<laughs> Good stuff. Uh, all right. Um, let's see what. So I got a couple. I got a couple games here. Uh, wife and I played through a couple hours of Stray Gods, the role-playing musical. Yeah, we uh, we did that in one of the uh, the streams, which we'll talk about here shortly. We played. What do you figure? 10, 15 minutes, and we're both immediately sold. Yeah, it was a cool. It's a cool like. This conceptually is a. It's a visual novel. Um, but uh, all of its. Uh, significant like it's big action or puzzle scenes are just music are musicals or musical numbers and you as the as grace uh who is a who is now a muse uh uses her powers to kind of uh solve problems through song and you pick the lyrics and you pick the lyrics and the song changes based on the lyrics you pick uh and which it's it's really neat uh the art the art's pretty cool it's got a um um it's kind of, it's very much very comic book-esque in mm-hmm. and in its design uh i think in some ways probably to, to save budget because of this movie this game has a very it's a ridiculous voice cast when it comes to video game voice yeah. casting pretty much every voice actor you've probably heard of in video mm-hmm. games yeah if you're a simple yeah. man like me laura bailey voices the main character who is a hot goth chick and that, that was enough to like, ah, I should probably play this game. <laughs> so, yeah, so we played we played through it and. Um, I just, uh, it's OK. <laughs> uh, we haven't you, it. I was going to say last I had heard you guys had kind of put it down. Yeah, we, we it's, got maybe halfway through two thirds of the way through. I don't quite remember. Um, it's very short, like four to five hours, I believe. Um, and. It's I think the biggest issue is and it's a pretty big one. I think if it is and your mileage will vary is that we just didn't like the songs in the game that much. Um, yeah, that seems like an important thing to get right. Yeah, they, so they def the the songs are very much um, exposition like dialogue like all the lyrics are very much dialogue um, basically sung for the most part. There's not a lot of like hooks to the songs. There's, it's very there's not much pop um, focus in them. Which I think is I, I think was what we were both missing from that. It's like no is no earworms in the in mm. none of the none of the songs really stick with stick with me. Um I'm struggling to remember like I remember like the scenes, but I'm sorry I don't really remember like any of the lyrics or anything. Um and also it sometimes uh you could cause you can pick the as I said, you pick the lyrics and they're kinda like themed around like uh, badass, clever, or um, uh, empathetic, or whatever. Um, and uh, I found more success in terms of like my enjoyment of the the stuff if I kind of stuck to one specific type of lyric uh, throughout the song. I felt like mixing them felt led to some really weird, um, like uh, like a tonal shift. Yeah, tonal. Yes, good. Uh, there, that's what I want. Yeah, a, a tonal shift that wasn't that uh, I did, didn't really work for the song. I didn't feel like it like really um, blended the way I wanted it to. So hmm. yeah, it's I, again mileage is going to vary on any so any music stuff. Everyone's music, music taste is incredibly subjective. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that's kind of where we were both at with that one. Which was disappointing. Um, it's also it's also thirty dollars. So yeah, um, yeah. I was going to bring up the asking prices. Uh, it seemed a little steep for for what you're yeah. getting there. I think I think that 
I think I uh, probably led to a little more disappointment um, on my part too. It's like, yeah. Yeah. So, and, and you again, had said before that it, it seems like it's meant to be replayed. Yeah. In and, the other uh, styles. Yeah. And, um, it's also like, there's a lot in between the music too. There's a lot of, it's, it's a murder mystery. Um, and there's also some, I believe you can get in, in relationships with, with some of the characters as well. And huh. yeah, so there's a lot of, there's a lot of things going on. Uh, but it just it didn't really work for us. I'm not sure yeah. if we'll end up finishing it or not. Yeah, it's one I might grab when it gets on sale at some point just to check it out. And finally, <laughs> the big one. The big one. The BG3. Uh, Baldur's Gate 3. I, it just came out um, a few weeks before this. I have been playing I've been about 50 hours into that game. Uh, I think I'm about to. I, I'm just about to start Act Three. I think there are three acts total. I think I'm. So I'm, I'm coming up on the last, uh, the last leg of the game. It's still, I'm still probably have quite a bit of, of hours ahead of me. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm finally getting to the titular Baldur's Gate uh, city. Yeah, uh, and I think I don't. I, I don't like saying this until I've beaten the game, but I think this is my game of the year for sure. At this point, um, my, the only other competition would be Resident Evil 4 Remake and Final Fantasy 16. I, I like 16. Uh, I like this more than 16. I definitely like this more than 16. Um, uh, I think prior, prior to this, Final Fantasy, uh, Final Fantasy Resident Evil 4 Remake was my, <laughs> definitely my number one. I think I'm going to, I think I even, and it's my second favorite game. It's a remake of my second favorite game of all time. It's a very good remake of my second favorite game of all time. And um, I think I lean more towards this new experience when it, when it comes to like naming my game of the year. Uh, uh, it's so I bought it on sort of a whim. Uh, it got you know it. I had I had been um, keeping an eye on it for a bit. It's been in early access for like three years, um, and I remember watching a quick look of it on Giant Bomb when it first came out and being like intrigued by it. And also, uh, this is Larian who did the Divinity Original Sin games. Um, also, I think the other all, all the Divinity stuff, right? They've done all the Divinity games. It's kind of their thing. Uh, I'm not sure. Um, anyway, did the Original Sin games, which are more or less D and D games um, without without the D and D, yeah, without <laughs> yeah. the license. Uh, and I've tried the I tried the first one, and I, I and I wanted to like it so bad, but the combat I just did not like it at all. Or it's very mm-hmm. slow. It's very slow, I should say. The combat's very slow. Um, and but I, I remember liking, like, enjoying the writing, and it's very goofy, like intentionally. Um. So yeah, they they did do all the divinity since. Do you know what the first divinity game is called? Uh, divine divinity. Is that... <laughs> it's called divine divinity. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I did. God. We have, we, we, have, we have dumb shit in our brains. Um, <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, it was. So I was definitely um, unsure about whether I would even end up uh, sticking with this game, and it was, but it got a lot. It's getting a lot of buzz. I mean, it's the third game in a legendary series of games that I'm never going to get back to. I'm never going to go back and play because I've everything I've seen. They don't. They haven't aged great uh you have to have like a um a lot of patience for those old mm-hmm. Baldur's gate games those old uh infinity engine games 
We'll just lump it in with Fallout and Elder Scrolls. We're starting with the third game is is the way to go. Yeah. yeah. So I will. My elevator pitch to anyone that is that should they try this game is it's so so Bioware did the first two ball the the original Baldur's Gate stuff was Bioware, uh, but they didn't do this one. But I I I'd, would describe this as the best Bioware game since Mass Effect Two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and. It is Bioware in every in all ways other than uh, being developed by Bioware. It's mm-hmm. uh, the combat is I actually love the combat in this game. Um, the exact opposite of Divinity. Um, it's it's very it's for being turn based and tactical turn based. It's very snappy. You get a, it, it, since you only level up to level twelve is the max in this game. Um, the every level like it feels like you get, you get some like really cool abilities really fast like you're you can really it's really like a really fun suite of things to do immediately like as a druid uh, level two i could immediately turn into a uh a cat a spider a badger a um, wolf and a bear like and just and do that multiple times a day um and now i'm level eight and i just unlocked saber tiger which is really oh, yeah. which is cool. Owl bear is my go-to still. Um, it's just uh, being able to being able to jump, fly, and crash land on things is really fun. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, the the party members are all awesome. There's the writing in this game is top tier, and the characters themselves are yeah, like I said, just just like just the best kind of Bioware characters. Um, I don't I I literally like all of them, and I and it sucks that you only get three of them in your party at a time. <laughs> I wish they could all. I wish we could all. They could be in every scene. So it, I definitely try my best to rotate some characters in and out. Uh, I've, I've I've come to stick with two specifically, but I, and then switching my um, barbarian and my fighter back and forth as my tank character. But yeah, I it, their their um, loyalty missions, quote unquote, are all excellent. Uh, they're super long too. Like they're super. Uh, yeah, it's. Uh, the the decisions and all that are really are really uh, really solid. The um, the payoff for some of the decision, decisions in the second act re- are is really good. Uh, it looks great, and it I think it's funny because uh, I thought the game was an early access for like three years, which was I think the first act was all early access, and you can definitely tell which that that part of the game has been. Um, bug tested and been <laughs> uh, been uh, fine tooth combed for three years because it definitely like the the stability of the game definitely takes a hit in the second once you get to the second act. Um, not not to the point of like frustration, but it's definitely like oh I'm noticing way more bugs now than I was uh, during <laughs> the first twenty hours of the game that I did. Um, so that, I'll get I'll keep that in mind. Uh, yeah, it's. It's so goddamn good. It's it, yeah. I I'm just cu- I'm so curious. Like I don't know if I will because I but I it's it's definitely a game I'm, I'm like already thinking about playing it again after <laughs> after uh like which is not common for me. I don't replay games very much. It's it's usually at least definitely not um soon after playing a game. It's usually a while before I replay anything. So uh but there's just so many different variations and uh different um missions you can focus on and all that it's it's so good yeah it's definitely one i want to check out at some point 
Yeah, it's uh, it's coming out on console pretty soon. Uh, same day as Starfield, I believe, which is funny. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I've all I've considered like, oh, should I should I get it on PS Five? I could play it on my couch. That'd be cool. But uh, the controller controller for it's really good for the most part. Uh, I think the only um, targeting and selecting things can be kind of a pain in the ass uh, at times, uh, especially. Um, things at a higher elevation if you want to like aim up basically can be a pain uh, in the ass uh-huh. um uh so yeah i, I if, if you have a choice between pc and ps5 i would recommend pc uh you can i mean you can already it's also ten dollars cheaper on pc so there's that <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah i absolutely love this game and look forward to uh finishing it pretty soon uh, within the next next few weeks I, I i might have to step away from it for a bit just due to um uh some fa- family visiting but it's, uh, i'll be thinking about it <laughs> uh you have anything else you want to talk about michael uh i bought a Wii game off ebay over the weekend <laughs> yeah and, the, and if you know michael hughes that it's the most michael hughes thing he could have possibly done this weekend is the, the uh, year of our lord 2023 yep he's bought a brand a brand spanking new Wii game uh, what's the game michael it is fishing resort it is a fishing game where you use motion controls to fish I mean, if you, if, you aren't, if you aren't if you aren't sold on that, you probably won't be sold ever. So it's a, it's a, it sounds that sounds pretty good. I I do love a good fishing game. Yeah, it's it's one that I expect to be able to pop in just to like kill time or relax occasionally. Yeah, sounds, should be fun. Sounds like a good idea. It's on its way. By yeah. by the time we do the the Superman episode, I'll I'll have something to say about it. Um. So is uh, did you want to talk about the the stream stuff? You said you said you wanted to before uh, by the end of the yeah. Day. I just want to like I'm I'm sure the people listening know that we have the Discord and all that. And every set well, damn near every Saturday since the end of April, I think. Yeah, around April. Uh, the the week week you're hearing this, people won't be. But uh, <laughs> um, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, generally almost every generally every Saturday we get together for a few hours and play some. Uh, play something you know it's yeah. usually yeah we did yeah, uh we, we did bro force a couple weeks ago and it hit game pass so that was a lot of fun i'm like yeah. oh, i don't think this game's gonna gonna hold a whole other stream we'll have to find something else and we ended up playing it for like two and a half hours yeah we we, we beat a beat a good chunk of that game um <laughs> we just we just kept you know, uh powering through um part of me that was i wanted to unlock brophy the vampire slayer but it, it, was, it was not in the card it was not in the cards for that stream um, yeah still not sure how the dlc stuff works in that yeah um so yeah those are it's really fun if you uh if you, you want to hear us talk about uh games and just hang out we we we, we have a really good time with that over on twitch um, yeah i mentioned the the steam next fest where we played stray gods earlier that was we had like i don't know probably 15 20 games that we ran through that day yeah that was a uh, that was really fun a lot of saw all the all those demos and just uh getting a good idea of what's uh, what to look forward to yeah um like i said straight got straight gods came up there basically judging games by their covers we're like oh that looks interesting let's throw it on the list yep <laughs> there were so many uh <laughs> yeah we did michael played, played some bad really bad superhero games oh um, <laughs> yeah the the superhero roulette where we're we love bringing up the roulette wheel whenever we can. So I put a bunch of 
basically just bad superhero games from the NES, Super Nintendo, and Genesis era. And man, there were some real stinkers back then. Yeah, licensed games come a very long way. <laughs> uh, <laughs> most of that, most of the that, those kind of games would be on mobile now. Uh, yeah. So, and also we always we can always we always fall back to Game Pass too at some point, um, mm-hmm. just because we aren't sure what we want to. We want to play. I think we're we've talked about um, maybe some more long form uh, stuff in in the, uh-huh. in the future. Committing to like a certain uh, playthrough of a game. Um, it's just you know finding the right one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then uh, this weekend we did something a little different. We recorded another kind of bonus episode. We did a live commentary of Spider Man Three, which that will be out the following week after this. Yes, uh, I want to say the thirty first is when it comes out, or something like that. Uh, the when the when did it? Yeah, I think it's the thirty first or the thirtieth. Let me think. Thirtieth, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yep, August thirtieth. We got some some sync points right up front. So, if for some reason you want to watch Spider Man three again, you can listen to our, our dumb commentary. Along, yeah, you can, yeah. You can also listen, you can also listen to. Uh, a uh, guest appearance from one Jason Ariola, <laughs> uh, from uh, talking through, it... talking with potato. <laughs> uh, I think you put it as he sounds like he's in seven tunnels at the same yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. It was. Uh, I, I haven't gone back to edit that yet, uh, or but uh, I'm curious how that sounds uh, on the recording because it was very hard to hear him <laughs> at times. Uh, but you know, it, we we're not professionals here. We just have a good yeah. time. It was it was a lot of fun, and we made the best of that situation. So, yeah, uh, yeah give that a listen. Definitely let us know if you want more of that. We're probably going to end up doing it anyway because we had a good time. Yeah. So yeah, we did that. We also did that for uh, research for an upcoming segment. Yeah, which know. we uh, we talk about in that. So if you want a sneak peek at what's coming next with Capes and Junk, to watch Spider Man Three, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. It's uh, we you got to work for it, you know. You gotta, we we don't <laughs> we give it out for you. Have to suffer. Yeah, we don't give this stuff out for free. Uh, so after we well, have that, and then uh, our next official episode, uh, episode five, will be uh, ex- on Exiles, the uh, X Men spinoff series uh, that uh, we uh, we are excited to talk about. Um, yeah. So look at, look out for that uh, first week, first uh, Wednesday of September. And uh, unless you have anything else, Michael, I think we can, we can get out of here. Yeah, this went uh, longer than I expected it to. <laughs> yeah, it was a healthy conversation. Um, yeah, also, also, if you like what you hear, please rate and review us on all of the podcasting apps, whatever you listen yeah. on. Um, all the all the feedback. Like, we'd love to hear that stuff. Good yeah. suggestions, whatever. Yep. All right. Till next time, guys. Later. Bye, everyone.